Hey, Seven Mile Road, this is Matthew Cruz, and this is the most exciting interview that we have done on this new podcast equipment. We'll see. And not because anything was not super exciting about the others, but I am sitting with my brother, Matt McCann, and uh, as you read in this email that we just sent out to you, we are presenting Matt to Seven Mile Road in Melrose as a nominee to be the next pastor elder in our Melrose congregation. And so we thought it would make a ton of sense for the two of us to have a conversation so that you can not only read some of the the grace of God to us in that email and prepare yourself for this season of calling and, and thinking on this, but also just hear from Matt. So it is late on a Monday night. We both, well, what did you drink? A Polish seltzer? What yeah. in the world? I'm about as excited as you can be at 9 o'clock on a Monday. I just downed a vitamin water, and uh, we're ready to to talk about um, this story of God's grace in giving us the McCanns and uh, prepping Matt for this point where we're putting him before our church to begin serving us in this pronounced way. Uh, Don't forget that we are convinced in our bones that Jesus loves his church and that one of his gifts to us is that he, by his Spirit, over time, calls and gifts and qualifies men to serve in the office of pastor, elder, overseer. We pray in that direction. We train in that direction. We work in that direction. And then to get to a place where we're saying, hey, church, we think the Lord has done this again is super exciting. So that's what this conversation is about. All right, Matt, start off with who are you? If if, uh, folks are brand new to the church and just meeting you and Laura. Just give us the basics of who you guys are. Yeah. Uh, Matt McCann. Um, I grew up half hour north in Methuen. In the in valley. Place, yeah, Merrimack Valley. So you just drive 93 north and you're there. Methuen's, Methuen's the last city town on the uh, Massachusetts line, so before you get in New Hampshire. Um, yeah, so I grew up there. I've spent all my life there. Uh, met Laura there when we were very young. Right. Um, you know, family, friends, grew up in the same church. So me and Laura uh, met in Methuen, although she's a little bit younger. So we weren't, you know, we we just knew each other, knew right. of each other. Right. Uh, so anyway, God in his providence put us together and we got married. We lived there for a very short time. We moved to Billerica, which right. is another half hour away in the valley, but on the edge of it. Um, so we were we were doing that travel back and forth to Seven Mile Road once once we found out about it. Um, yeah, and then God just in his grace moved us to Melrose. We yeah. live five minutes up the street. You know, it's me, Laura, Natalie, my daughter, who's four, yeah. Silas, who's two. We just celebrated his two-year two year birthday. Oh, shoot, so, Silas. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a great little guy. Two straight years of smiling every day. Yeah, he's a happy kid. Um, yeah, so that's us. And you, you know, work. Yeah, yeah, I work. I work in Methuen, right? Uh, at an engineering construction company, natural gas uh, uh, sector. Uh, it's a great, uh, it's a great company. I love my work. I love the people I work with. I yeah. love the the business that we're in. I'm just, you know, really blessed to be there and, and have favor with that company. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about serving the church by leading the church as a pastor elder uh, on the team that does that. Um, we're always praying and asking the Lord to to give us men who will serve us in this way. And this has been a long trek for you with us in moving in these directions. Um, 
this is an important calling, a sacred calling, a heavy calling. We were talking about the Older Testament imagery of when the priests were ordained to their ministry. They would put all of this weight on them with the with the shoulder pads and the breastplates and the robes and the sashes, symbolizing the heaviness of this call to to take responsibility in a pronounced way for the blood-bought people of God. Um, give us the background on the story um, of you getting to this point and saying, hey, we, we want to serve in this way. Yeah, uh, I think I understand the weight of it, and there was some hesitancy there with it, and I think that um, you guys here, this church, has been so well, uh, so good to us to take that seriously and yeah. um, to call at a time where it's felt that it was so clear uh, by God that the timing was was right for it. But um, just to take take you back a little bit in that, um, when I was you know part way through college or near the end of college, I felt just God took everything that I was into and the only way I can describe it is it just had a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. You know, just the trajectory of my life, the sin that I was in, the things that I was into just made me miserable. Yeah. And God made it so clear that it was him, that it was Jesus, that he had a call on my life, that he had a, a demand on my life, that I was his and that um, I couldn't live or be happy without him. And my life was to be um, aimed at him. And so that was so clear to me. I didn't know all the all the things that that meant. I didn't really know anything about the Bible yeah. at the time. You know, I was I was raised in church, but, you know, there was no real heart change there, yeah. you know. So um, when that happened, it was, you know, just a, a long road from that, just still being in um, in college and kind of, you know, not wanting to be there, wanting to be home, wanting to figure out who I am and who does God have me to be and, and all of those things. Um, so anyway, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too long after that though. I felt, I just felt this, I felt like I was supposed to be in ministry. I couldn't have said what that was. I just felt like God would have me serve his church. And I probably wouldn't even have been able to say at the time <laughs> I'm supposed to serve the church. Yeah. You know, I just I just felt that like a compulsion that I was I was really to be, um, you know, making disciples, uh, sharing the truth of God's word, you know, seeing people's lives change the yeah. way that my life was changed and having people meet the Jesus of Scripture and and fall in love with him. And so uh, that that's really where my heart's been for a long time. And it's just. It's just been, um, you know, a, a long road uh, to get there, to get to the point where I feel uh, that that it's okay for me to move in that direction, yeah. to be a part of a team that, you know, is, is holy and loves God's word and loves his people. And, you know, we're a part of a great church here and we have a ton of people here who need to be made disciples of, right? And so... Um, you know, I'm happy to be getting behind that work and humbled to be uh, moved by God, uh, you know, in that way. Yeah. So talk about Seven Mile Road in particular. So the call to this office of pastor elder is a beautiful one. And there are hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of churches mm-hmm. where men could serve in that capacity. Not Massachusetts. Well, I'm thinking globally, brother. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so. 
there's a uniqueness to saying this one right here, this yeah. particular expression of Jesus's people. That's the one where I'm safe. That's the one where I fit. Yeah. That's the one where I will be fruitful. Um, when you think about Seven Mile Road in particular, the people of this church, um, what is it that has moved on you guys to say, we would love to plant our flag long term and make disciples here, live on mission here, be committed to what the Lord is up to in the life of this particular church? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, when we... I never even heard of Melrose growing up in Methuen. It's not even that far. I just, I never heard of Melrose. Kid, you were a townie. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I never left Methuen. Um, you know, but when we first came down here, it was just an online search, right? So I knew of Seven Mile Road through the X29 network. Right. I knew what the X29 network was at the time. This is, you know, eight years ago, eight, nine years ago now. Um, so I, you know, when when we first got there, it was just so clear that this church uh, loved God's word for everything that it said, believed in the power of God's word, you know, believed in the power of God's spirit to move people towards love for the gospel, towards a Christ-centered uh, life. And yeah. when we got here, we experienced just such a vibrant community, right? And so I think if you talk to a lot of people who really fall in love with this church and its people, they'll one of the first things people latch onto is, wow, there is a deep sense of community here where you can actually be you and you can be you in, in openness and honesty yeah. and Jesus can still be for you, right? So when we came down here, that was just a that was just a breath of fresh air, yeah. right? That was like um, just really impactful for me and Laura. We had just been married. We were looking for a a good church where we could grow, where we could be discipled, where the yeah. truth would be preached, where, you know, people would uh, live in love for one another. And so, you know, that was just so attractive to us. And, um, you know, at, it, at the time we were considering planting a church. I didn't know what that would look like. And this church is, is so focused on, uh, you know, north of Boston, Massachusetts, planting right. healthy churches. And so that was another thing that was like, man, we just— we got to be a part of that, and we want to be a part of that. And it's, it's funny that God brought, you know, brought us here, um, for, for, for one thing, thinking that, you know, He's going to plant another church, and so let's go down there and get equipped and get ready and do that well. Uh, and for now, at least, He's yeah. brought us down here to just get healthy and um, pastor here, yeah. and you know, um, disciple the the people, the the saints that are here in this church. And so, you know, we've, we've now fallen in love with this city. We love Melrose. We love its people. We yeah. want to see Jesus's name known here. And, um, yeah, that, that's why we're here. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. We just say, Hey, we're going to follow you, Jesus. And then there's twists and turns and left turns yeah. and circles. And he yeah. is disciplining us, shaping us, whoopsie daisies, training us, preparing us. And, uh, we're in no rush. I, I love the way you guys have said, how about we just serve him where he's placed us and not worry about five, ten years from now, but let's do this. And as long as that is, we're in. Um, it's been just a huge delight to see your family growing too in a hundred ways. And uh, so yeah. excited about what the Lord has for you guys through that and what he's doing in the, in the life of our church. So this is a big grace to us and to our churches that as we, take the next stretch of time to think and talk on the church about affirming this call with you. Mm. Um, 
All right, let's do a quick lightning round just so people can get a, more, a little more familiar with your personality. Boom, go. I'm not going to ask you about selling old books on the side or whatever I in the think world. I just got an offer while we were talking. Don't even ask about <laughs> that, people. All right, I know you're going to say all 66, but favorite book of the Bible, one that's been most pronounced on your soul, what would it be? Romans. <laughs> it does not surprise me. I used to tell people Why? I was going to name, if I had a son, I told him I was going to name my son Romans 9. Um uh, just it's it's beginning to end scope of right of what of what God's doing through yeah. history to show men the Christ yeah. and to show men um, that he is God that he loves them that this world is his that he is king that you know faith alone grace alone sovereignty of God all of that just uh, just the you know the coherence of it, I just grab onto, and just the clear doctrine is just boom, 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 yeah. boom. And so I've just, I love Romans. One of my favorite things last year was one of our gospel communities is working through the book of Romans and just throwing down <laughs> on the glorious theology yeah. that fills those pages. Yeah. All right, that's a good fit. What about music? You got a favorite band? What would it be? Eh, I'd rather do book. You know, I mean, if I was in the eighth grade, I'd say Led Zeppelin was my favorite band. Uh, All right. What's your favorite book? Ben-Hur. You ever read that? No. All right. I don't even think I'm going to follow up on that one. (laughs) Fantasy will do do anything Tolkien. How's that? Yes. All right. That's cool. I know. You and Laura, your eyes pop whenever I throw a Bilbo Baggins or Mordor reference in a sermon. She's like, bang, you connected with me. (laughs) Uh, how about favorite theologian? Anybody from church history that you go, that guy right there has been super helpful to me. I wish I was cool enough to say Jonathan Edwards, but it's probably Spurgeon. Okay. Um, he just connects with me. His um, The way he preached, the time he was in, the fire he had. I've just, every time I read Spurgeon's sermons or something like that, yeah. I'm like, man, I just want to preach like that, you know? <laughs> Wow. Yes. Um, all right. This family of yours, which is priority number one. In fact, all of your pastoral ministry is going to flow from being pastor dad yeah. and being a godly husband to Laura and uh, dad to Natalie and Silas and whoever else is coming. And from that place emerges all the other health that we're doing. Um, so everybody in this church is in love with your wife. I just spent a year, you know, doing Kalos track with her, and that was just so cool to just sit and listen and get to see uh, how God has worked in her, maturing her, and the zeal that she has for the Lord uh, has just been really cool. So if you would tell us one awesome thing about Laura, what would it be? There isn't one. There's just too many to name. All right. I know she's going to listen, so. So pull one. Give me something. Um you know, with Laura, it's it, it's she really is my best friend, yeah. and we're um, we're on the same page with so many things, right? We we laugh at the same things. She makes me laugh and make her laugh. Um, we share a lot of similarities and things that we enjoy to do together. Whether it's just like sitting there and reading, and then talking about what we were reading, um, yeah. So I would just say, just you know, how perfectly wired she is, you know, wow. for me. How about I Natalie? I don't remember what you asked, but that's what I'm going to say on that one. Yeah. How about Natalie? Natalie? So she's, you know, she's your four-year-old and your first. Yes, yes, four-year-old and first. When she, you know, day 
three or two or whatever it was, and the doctor came in, some some non-believing doctor probably took her and prophesied over and said, man, this one's spunky. You know? <laughs> and it actually is true. She is just a fiery yeah. kid. You know, you can't tire her out. She is just wild. And, you know, sometimes I say the best thing about her is when she's sleeping, but that's because she's just so wild and so much fun and yeah. just, you know, such a such a happy kid. And then how about Silas with his perpetual grin? Yeah, I guess I should say he's the one who's just such a happy kid, right? Uh, he's two, so he's now just starting to come into his own. Like he really likes airplanes. He likes moving airplanes around. He's got this. He's got this cool dance where he moves his hips, you know. So he's just a lot of fun, um, you know. Wrestling with him, it's, it's different with Natalie, right? You can pick Natalie up, you can throw her across the room. She just loves it. Silas is. Silas is a little bit different, but he's just such a love, right? Such a happy kid. Yeah. So wow, yeah, um, what a gift! Mm-hmm. What a gift for any of us, uh, by God's grace, to pursue and receive sons and daughters in in and back to back, smiley girl, smiley son. Praise yeah. God. Yeah, it's good for a guy who Romans is his favorite book <laughs> of the Bible. Lightens me up a bit. Get some lightheartedness in yeah. this home. Um, well, I'm excited. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're a member of Seven Mile Road in Melrose, so as you read in the email that accompanied this conversation, um, we got specific you know, time frames for calling, affirming someone to the office of Pastor Elder. So we're putting that out for you guys to begin thinking and praying toward with us now. We've got a window of time here that will include a conversation at our August 28th member forum. And uh, if there is any questions, concerns, follow-ups, anything in your heart, about calling the McCanns to service in this way, and Matt in particular to be added to the team of pastor elders who teach and exercise authority in the life of the church um, and serve us in that way. Now is the time to do that as we press toward um, this as a congregation. So we're pumped about it. Be prayerful. Be prayerful for Matt. Um, anyone who has served in this capacity knows, like we said, the weight of it. And it, it, it's a sense in which you wake up the next day and nothing's changed. And then you wake up the next day and there's a whole lot that has changed um, in the sense of bearing responsibility for caring for the flock of God uh, who Jesus bought with his blood and the immense, infinite, eternal value that goes along with that. And then just doing it as broken jars of clay who lead with a limp and are made strong in weakness. Yeah. Um, but the seriousness of it is there. So... We're celebrating this um, family that God has given to us and seeking to discern, is this uh, somebody that Jesus has called and gifted and qualified in this season to begin serving us in this way? So would you prayerfully work through that with us and trust uh, the will of God to be clear through the Spirit in community in this season? And so excited about the future, super bright of what he is up to in the life of of our church here. So um, hopefully that was informative and we brought enough energy at 930 on a Monday night after a crazy church day and both of us having a long work day. Uh, we love you. And this will be a fun process to go through and to just do well from beginning all the way through end of calling and then propelling uh, into service if the Lord would have it. All right. Thanks, brother. Yeah.